This is Aussie Max Zone. We'll cover everything Apple, including Macs, iPhones, iPads, and more. All this from an Aussie perspective. Sit back, relax, insert yourself into the zone. The Aussie Max Zone. Took myself off the stream. There we go. Hello, everybody. Hope everyone's fine tonight. Zahn's not with us because he's a bit crook, unfortunately. So I'll be here on my own trying to roll, rule a roost. And we're getting there slowly, changing slides in the background, I think. So welcome, everybody. Hope everybody's fine. Um, just got to write it. There we go. So, show 382. 382. Keep knocking them over one at a time. So, our Aussie Apple ramblings this week. Now, I've got to, yeah. We go to this one. Apple says App Store checks prevented $1.5 billion in fraud during 2020. Hot hardware reports, while the Epic Games trial rages on in the background, it seems Apple, <coughs> pardon me, may be trying to deflect the blame or guilt. Yesterday, the Cupertino-based company announced that the App Store stopped more than $1.5 billion in potentially fraudulent transactions in 2020. Perhaps this is just a coincidence, or is it a good way to make Apple look high and mighty? This is a very... Anyway... The Apple blog post opens with a claim that the company helps keep the App Store a safe and trusted place for users to discover apps by detecting and taking action against fraudulent developers and users. This action purportedly takes quite a bit of legwork behind the scenes, but they manage to protect customers from more than 1.5 in potentially fraudulent transactions. Furthermore, Apple reports having kept nearly a million risky and vulnerable new apps out of their hands. This level of protection is achieved by several layers, including the app review team, which is just described as an essential line of defense. They review every app and update while assisting app developers in getting their software onto the app store. Interesting, they specifically mention the app review team sometimes catches bait and switch apps, which change how the app works after review to evade guidelines which we've all heard about before, haven't we? Um, yeah, so it's a lot of money that they're saving us. Um, and I'm glad they are. Bait and switch apps where they, you know, do things by getting us in and then doing an update, hoping the update will go through that then makes it be a monthly payment of $20 a month instead of, 20 cents a month or $2 a month or whatever. Little things like that. Um, that lots of people try just to get our money. And hopefully, so while we're on the subject of the app review team, um, sorry, going back to the first bit, there was 48,000 apps rejected for containing hidden or undocumented features. Now those features don't necessarily mean a feature, it means some way of getting us. 215,000 apps rejected for privacy violations. 
three million plus stolen cards prevented from purchasing, one million accounts banned from ever transacting again, in other words, fraudulent accounts using stolen cards, etc. cetera, um, two, 244 million customer accounts deactivated, 424 million attempted account creations rejected because they're using stolen credit card numbers that people just buy off the web, um, for example, and 470,000 developer accounts terminated. In other words, they make an account just to make a fraudulent app. So, yeah, that's not a – it's a lot of work. Now, while we are on the subject, oh, uh, I'm going to put up – for people that can see it, I'm going to put up a picture of what a person's work desk is like in the app reviews team. And they've got different phones, different iPads, different Macs of various sizes. They've got controllers – all the different, like the PlayStation and Xbox controllers. <laughs> There's even an Apple with a bite out of it on the desk, just for example, even if it is the other way around. So, uh, very interesting. So I'll put that back like that, and then we go. While we're on the subject, app store review process has over 500 human experts and less than 1% of rejections are appealed. 9 to 5 Mac reports, as the Epic Games versus Apple court case goes forward, we have been learning more details about the internal discussions within each company about their business models and more. With the testimony of Tristan Kosminka, one of the heads of the App Store, more information about the App Store review process has been revealed. In a new document filed with the trial, Kosminka detailed that about 5 million apps are submitted to the App Store every year and that the app rejection rate is less than 40%. In 2019, 808,000 apps were submitted to the App Store review process. 4,808,000. And 36% of them or 1,747,000 were rejected. Now, according to Cosminka, of these rejected apps, about 215 infringe privacy. Each app submitted first goes through static and dynamic analysis to detect whether the app violates any app store rules or users, or uses private APIs. There's also a step in the process to check if the app is similar to another one available in the app store, in a or order to avoid scams or copycat. Then there's the human review process, which is over 500 people working to review about 100,000 apps every week. 100,000 apps. As shown in the image, they've got many devices on their desk. So yeah, 100, 500 people, 100,000 apps to check every week. So yes, they don't get to spend a lot of time on it. There is a bit of AI artificial intelligence involved of course but yeah hard work hard hard work now apple google uh sorry the apple google privacy shift 
helps ad firms recover from the pandemic, helps ad firms. Now, Bloomberg reports moves by Apple and Google that make it harder for brands to track billions of consumers are creating a money-making opportunity for advertising companies that were hit hard by the pandemic. Google is phasing out third-party online tracking cookies and Apple is requiring app owners to ask for explicit permission to track users across other companies' apps. The changes make it harder for companies to follow our every move online, so marketers are devising new ways for brands to find out what consumers are doing and pitch products to them. It won't threaten the tech giant's status as gatekeepers to billions of consumers, a role that's only growing as more economic activity shifts online. Yet, Yet it's an opportunity for ad agency groups such as WPP Place Omnicon Group Inc. and Publicist Group SA to reassert their relevance. Caraway, Caraway Home Inc., an online seller of kitchenware, or Caraway, uh, expects the privacy changes will increase the cost of finding new customers on Facebook and decrease the effectiveness of its targeting. A month ago, Caraway, or Caraway, signed a deal with marketing tech firm Tech Inc. to connect with the bloggers and Instagram influencers. Impact's platform will show Caraway how many sales it achieves when its products get a mention and the kind of content that most effective. For example, whether an interior design blog drives more revenue than a blog focused on motherhood. As customer acquisition on Facebook gets more expensive as these changes roll out, this is set up to be one of the most powerful channels going forward, said Josh Knopman, Caraway's Director of Growth. Some in the industry say the changes will force companies to shift the way they engage with customers. For Corey Munchbach, Chief Operating Officer and first-party data firm Blue Sonic, Conic is going to require a fundamental rethink by brands and publishers. This should be more... Sorry, this should be good for ad agencies, said Matthew Bloxham, an analysis at Bloomberg Intelligence. The heightened business complexity means their services are in greater demand from clients, and I think most of the agencies are seeing that. So, yeah, it's not going to make them all go broke. It's just going to make life a bit harder, that's all. Or a bit a bit more thought needs to go into it. Uh, and it will help because we won't be getting all of those... 400 million ads it'll be they'll they'll end up being more targeted again so if we go to a tech blog we'll see tech ads not ads for coffee and cream and jeans and crap like that if you go to a clothing site you'll see the coffee cream and jeans ones it's fine now i do have a little bit of entertainment Trying is back this Friday. The English series about a couple trying to adopt is great and is back Friday. Uh, The Mosquito Coast, which is a new Apple one. My wife and I started watching the Apple TV Plus series this week. No spoilers. It is interesting and we are looking forward to watching the rest of the series. Now, I also rented a movie on Apple TV named... The Art of Racing in the Rain. Now, being a motorsport head, right, 
and I did watch the preview first, so I know this. Now, an excellent movie that gives great insight into the motorsport side of the movie, but it's not really about car racing, and the story is told by a dog. We thoroughly recommend The Art of Racing in the Rain. Uh, I'm not going to give any spoilers what it's about, but it's it was a good movie, right? Especially a, a good movie, yeah. Now, what about story four we're up to? So I do that, and I go back here like that, and then I go over here. How to play PC games on Mac, iPhone, or iPad with NVIDIA GeForce Now. 9to5Mac reports Apple products aren't normally known for being amazing gaming consoles, but NVIDIA wants to change that. GeForce Now is a cloud-based gaming service which instantly transforms your Mac, iPhone or iPad into the gaming rig you've always dreamed of it being. How it works. Through GeForce Now, you are able to play your existing library of popular stories, uh, stores sorry, from popular storms like Steve, Steam, get it right, Steam, Epic Games and GOG. So there's no need to repurchase games you already own. And if you and you've got access to over 800 of the top PC games and over 80 free-to-play titles, all of which can be accessed from your phone, your iPad, or your Mac. M1 Mac compatibility: the new M1 Macs are welcome to the gaming party with GeForce Now. You're getting the best of both worlds: a best-in-class Mac experience with gaming PC-like performance. Now I don't say that it's for shooting games and that sort of thing but the best of cloud gaming downloading massive game updates can be frustrating when you want to just jump in and play however geforce now is in the cloud meaning both the service features and the games are being updated behind the scenes real time eliminating those pesky delays with game saves also in the cloud you can start a game then pick it up where you left off on another device on the go to set this up, you need to go to GeForce Now website. Then all that is required is for you to create and sign in your own profile and log into your game provider of choice for your selected title. Once you've found a session, you can log on and start playing that title. Now, regarding performance, I'm able to easily stream AAA titles on my iPad with performance and quality that otherwise wouldn't be achievable. GeForce Now runs really well on my iPhone and Mac, and the fact that it's e easy to run these titles on your smartphone is awesome. The cloud cross-compatibility as aspect of the service makes the deal even better, considering you can start playing the game on your Mac, then pick up right where you left off on your phone when you leave the house. So yeah, something to try. GeForce Now from NVIDIA. Now, I'm just going to have a quick drink in the throat. And sorry, I Zan isn't with us because he lost his voice. I, I don't think I said that. I just said he wasn't here. But yes, unfortunately, the poor bloke's lost his voice. His wife doesn't think it's such a bad idea. But yeah, <laughs> when she rang to tell me that he wasn't able to become on tonight. Now, our next one, I've got to go up here again and go down to that one to start with. Now, IF World Design Awards. 
Congratulations to Australian company Orbit Key for picking up two awards at this year's IF World Design Awards. Well, now I'm supposed to be showing it, which is that one. Yeah, so the, com the company had previously won an award for their key organiser, and now their Deskmat and Orbit Key Nest have won these prestigious awards. Orbit Key make items for techies, and it is great to see they're being recognised globally. So on the screen with the picture, you can see the desk mat, which is a nice sort of uh, leather mat that sits in front of your computer, so your mouse runs on it nicely. It's got this like little magnetic area at the back for putting your pen in and, and a holder for holding your cables in exactly the right place so that you can be charging your phone or charging your AirPods. They also have a thing called the Nest, which is a... Um, it's on the left-hand corner of the screen, but when I pop up here and do this, it shows you an open one, which is like a little box that's got this fancy... Uh, clip across the top which means that it'll either open as a box or you can just move the clip a little bit and the lid comes off easily now it works as a um, chi charger for your phone it and you can carry everything with you like a mouse and you know shaving cream or different cables chargers your ipad etc so yeah I've got the uh, Orbit Key Nest, and I do have a couple of Orbit Key key rings for different, <coughs> part of me, my different cars. So, yeah, I th again, congratulations. Good on you, an Australian company. And basically, they each thing they launched is on Kickstarter, which I think they've got a new thing, um, a... Not a credit card, like a security card holder at the moment, which is you know on a, on a retractable strap with a nice leather finish, clips onto your belt, etc. That's on Kickstarter as well at the moment, I think. So yeah, looking forward to to some more stuff coming from them this year. Be great. Now this is a, this is a bit of a long story, and it's pretty big. <coughs> Pardon me. But Apple Music announces spatial audio with Dolby Atmos. It will bring lossless audio to their entire catalogue. The next generation of sound on Apple Music is coming to subscribers starting in June 2021 at no additional cost. Apple on the 17th announced Apple Music is bringing industry-leading sound quality subscribers with the addition of spatial audio with support for Dolby Atmos. Atmos. Spatial audio gives artists the opportunity to create immersive audio experience for their fans with true multi-dimensional sound and clarity. Apple Music subscribers will also be able to listen to more than 75 million songs in lossless audio the way the artists created them in the studio. These new features will be available for Apple Music subscribers starting next month at no additional cost. Now, one thing... Uh, about the the quality it'll even uh there will be a range of ones where you need a like a usb dac with digital audio converter because of the quality of the sound the dac in 
the Apple in, built into the Apple computers isn't good enough to give us this high, super, super high quality. But that's only on the super high quality ones, and there won't be 75 million of them yet. That'd be a long time. Like you know, there are some really nice ones around, but now Apple Music is making its biggest advancement ever in sound quality," said Oliver Susha, Apple's vice president of Apple Music and Beats. Listening to a song in Dolby Atmos is like magic. The music comes from all around. Uh, you and the sounds incredible. Now we are bringing this truly innovative and immersive experience to our listeners with music from their favourite artists like Jay Belvin, Gusto Dundell, Ariana Grande, Maroon 5, Casey Musgraves, The Weeknd and so many, many more. Subscribers will also be able to listen to their music in the highest audio quality with lossless audio. Apple Music, as we know, is about to change forever. Now, spatial audio with support for Atmos, Dolby Atmos. Apple is bringing spatial audio with support. Dolby Atmos is a revolutionary immersive audio experience that enables artists to mix music so the sound comes from all around and from above. By default, Apple Music will automatically play Dolby Atmos tracks on all AirPods and Beats headphones with a H1 or W1 chip as well as the built-in speakers in the latest versions of iPhone, iPad and Mac. Apple Music will be adding new Dolby Atmos tracks constantly and will be curating a special set of Dolby Atmos playlists to help listeners find they, the music they love. In addition, uh, they'll have a badge on the detail page for easy discovery. At launch, subscribers can enjoy thousands of songs in spatial audio from some of the world's biggest artists and music across all genres, including hip-hop, country, Latin, pop and classical. Apple Music is working with artists and labels to add new releases and the best catalogue tracks as more artists begin to create music specifically for the spatial audio experience. Together, Apple... Oh, sorry, it just clicked all over the place for me and I lost my spot. <laughs> uh, come on. Sorry. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah. Apple Music is working with artists and labels to add new releases and best catalog truck as all more artists begin to create music specifically for the spatial audio experience. Together, Apple Music and Dolby are making it easy for musicians, producers, and mix engineers to create songs in Dolby Atmos. Initiatives include doubling the number of Dolby-enabled studios in major markets, offering educational programs, and providing resources to independent artists. Today marks the introduction of Dolby Atmos on Apple Music, a new music experience that is transforming how music is created by artists and enjoyed by their fans, said Kevin Newman, Dolby Laboratories President and CEO. We are working with Apple Music to make Dolby Atmos widely available to all musicians and anyone who loves music. And so this means Apple has caught up and passing its opposition streaming music streaming companies. So that's great. Now what about... Uh, I have a uh, 
Yeah. Now, iMessage not working on your Mac properly? Here's a couple of quick fixes. And one that I hadn't done myself until I checked it today, and now it's it's working. So iPhone Lite, Life helps us. iMessage needs to be enabled to work on your Mac. If you experience iMessage not sending or iMessage not syncing on your Mac, here's how to troubleshoot. Now iMessages can be sent between Apple users in the Messages app and have many cool nifty effects and features. Although it is primarily a phone app, it can be used on your Apple Watch, Pod, iPod, iPod, iPad and MacBook. We'll give you tips to how to sync messages from your iPhone to your Mac as well as iMessage troubleshooting tips. Now, how to make messages work on your Mac with Android phones. It may be the case that iMessage on your Mac doesn't see Android phones. This happened to me. And it happened to me. I was able to message other iPhone users, no problem, but all messages to Android phone received an error message. Open settings on your iPhone, tap messages, tap text message forwarding. Toggle the devices you want to send and receive messages from, which can be your iPhone, your iPad, your Mac. Now, if this still doesn't work, make sure you go into your messages settings on your phone and select send and receive. Make certain both your phone number and your email address have a check mark. This should do the trick. Now also, how to sync iMessages to Mac. Once you enable iMessage on your Mac, you need to make sure that everything is syncing properly. The most common answer to is why my iMessage is not working is that there's an issue with the syncing. Open messages on your Mac. If it is in your dock, you can find it in the applications list in your finder. Click messages in the menu bar. Open preferences. Click on iMessage. Click the box enable messages in iCloud. Your changes will auto save. You can now close the window by pressing the red X. But Anyway, your messages should now sync automatically. If they don't, you can always try opening preference and click sync now on the iMessage tab. If this doesn't work, you could try signing out of messages and then signing back in. And that's courtesy of iPhone Life. Now, one last thing. Also, iJustine who's on YouTube and is, you know, a podcast person, etc. Been around for since the beginning, like of all this YouTube stuff and everything. Anyway, I Justine unboxed all seven of the new iMacs. Uh, so you can see the colours side by side and front and back. And there's a link to her video on our show notes this week, of course. Now, the show note links each week, the link being aussiemaxzone.com.au forward slash AMZ382. Hang on a sec, because the cat's just trying to jump on things they shouldn't be. Uh, there you will see the last six weeks in show notes. Now, you can email Michael or Zahn at aussiemaxzone.com.au. And however you're listening to us, please give us a rating. It helps others find us. And don't forget, look for us in Apple News under Aussie Maxone.
And thanks to our supporters, you, our listeners, the most important people. And I won't be going over to Zahn for the famous sign-off, but get well, Zahn. That's what we can ask. Get well. So everybody, please take care. And we go over to here and we go down to here. Thank you.